The following is a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society. Hi, friend, and welcome to Grace in Focus, this radio program and podcast produced by the Grace Evangelical Society. And today, Bob Wilkin and Ken Yates are going to deal with this question, what is the difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament in regard to saving faith? What is the significance of calling Jesus, Jesus Christ? So stay right here for a great discussion. And a little later on, be sure to visit our website, faithalone.org. You'll find lots of resources there, some books and some videos, and even a subscription-free magazine called by the same name as this program, Grace in Focus. All right, let's get to our discussion. Gentlemen, it's your turn. Welcome back to Grace in Focus. And uh, Ken, I thought before we started, I know you have a good question, but you came in last night and we watched Jeopardy. Yes. Last night, they come to the final question. What was the category? What was it about? The category was New New Testament. Testament. And the question was New Testament. And what was the question? Boy, did they blow it. The question was, this book by Paul has more Old Testament quotes than any of his books. And I said, I bet they're going to say Hebrews, even though Hebrews wasn't written by Paul. And what did you say? No, it can't be Hebrews because Hebrews, only a small minority of people believe it was written by Paul. It's anonymous. So it can't be Hebrews. It's Romans. Right. And so you convinced me and I'm like, okay, we're going to put Romans. Because most people say either it's anonymous or it was written by Barnabas or it was written by Luke or maybe Priscilla and Aquila or whatever. But very few people think it was written by Paul. So they come out to the final answer. The first person says Hebrews. And then they said that is correct. correct. And And my head exploded. Right. And then the second person says Ephesians. Right. He ends up winning, even though he lost 3,000. And the third person, who would have won if they gave him credit for the answer, said what? Romans. Romans. He ended up losing the game because of that. And so we're up in arms about it. I guarantee that's going to be overturned. I hope so. What's interesting, we looked it up online, and there were some people who were already complaining hours after the show. Evidently, did you know that it's a Mormon teaching that Hebrews was written by Paul? I didn't know that until last night. And Ken Jennings is a Mormon. You can see why he would say, oh, well, we know Hebrews was written by Paul. Well, he didn't say that. He just said, well, you know, this is the right answer. answer. Right. It's not going to stand. And somebody online said that back in 2019, they had a question that asked whether some people thought Barnabas was the author of Hebrews. Right. And so... Even on Jeopardy, it's not unanimous. Just imagine, though, if you're that guy who would have won the game and he said Romans and he he lost. Oh, man. All right. You got a question for us from somebody named Christian, which we don't know if this is a guy or a gal. But in any case, I think this is from someone in another country. But what is the question? Basically, the question is, is there a difference between believing in Christ for eternal life in the New Testament sense and believing that Jesus is the Messiah that was prophesied in the Old Testament. Okay, well, this is one of the issues we hear a lot. Speaking of New Testament studies, and you have a doctorate in New Testament from Dallas Seminary, so do I. One of the things we hear a lot among scholars who are called Johannine scholars, scholars who study John, particularly his gospel, is that John equates believing in in Jesus, pastuo ace, 
with believing that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. Pastuo hati is to believe that. Commentators and scholars are very clear that those are identical in John's gospel, right? Right. And so to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, is to believe that he guarantees your eternal destiny. That's what we find in John eleven twenty five to 27, which has both believing pastuo ace, believing in him, and it has pastuo hati, because Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, pastuo ace, though he may die, he shall live. That's the promise of resurrection, glorified body, the kingdom. And he who lives and believes in me, pastuo ace again, shall never die. That's the promise of everlasting life that can never be lost. Mm -hmm. And then he says, do you believe this, which is similar to pastuo hati? And her answer is pastuo hati. I believe that. Yes, Yes. Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. What she's saying is, she's not repeating what he said. If she were, she would say, yes, Lord, I believe that whoever believes in you, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in you will never die spiritually, that they have everlasting life, they're secure forever. She doesn't say that. She explains why she knows that's true. Yes, Lord, I believe that you are, you the, are Christ. the Christ, the Son of God. Here's my question. When does the New Testament begin? When does the New Testament begin? Right. Well, I mean, the Gospels begin with the birth of Christ, you know, All the right. announcement of the birth of Christ, right? All right. So when does the church begin? Well, the church begins in Acts 2. Okay. So Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, are those New Testament or Old Testament? Those would be Old Testament books. In a sense, they are, right? Right. Because they all write about the previous dispensation. However, they're all written after Acts 2. So they rightly belong in the New Testament, but their case could be made to put them in the Old Testament, Mm -hmm. right? I remember Alan Ross told me, because I was telling him about one of the classes I was in where one of the profs messed up Isaiah 714 in uh, the Synoptic Gospels. And he said, we shouldn't let these Bible people teach the English Bible. It ought to be taught by the Old Testament people, because he said... Because he was an Old Testament people. (laughs) Right. And he said the Gospels are really Old Testament literature. I think a case could be made for that. But in any regard... When Jesus says that to Martha and Martha responds, is she a New Testament Christian at this point? No. no. Because there were no Christians yet. Exactly. Because if you were a believer in Christ at this point, you were a believer in Christ. But the church had not been born, so there were no Christians. It's just like when people refer to John the Baptist baptism as Christian baptism. It's not. They do the same thing, right. So when Martha says this, she's saying this as an Old Testament believer. So coming back to Christian's question, is it the same as believing in the Old Testament concept of the Messiah? It sure is for Martha, isn't it? Yeah, if, if it's properly understood, what the Old Testament okay. said about the Messiah. And right. what is it? Okay, so what is the proper understanding? Yes, that he was going to bring in this eternal kingdom, and therefore he was the one who gives eternal life. And who does he give it to according to the Old Testament? Those who believe in him. Yeah, and we do find it in verses like Genesis 15, 6. It's certainly applied in Genesis 3, 15. 15. And Habakkuk 2, 4, it's at least implied in Habakkuk 2, 4, the just shall live by faith, or the just by faith shall live, depending on how you understand that text. 
But the way Paul uses it seems to use it as the just shall live by faith. And I think in Daniel 7.13, the Son of Man passage, where he's coming in and he's going to bring in an eternal kingdom. Another one of these passages would be John 5.39 and 40, which again was before the birth of the church. And that's where Jesus says to some scribes and Pharisees, you search the scriptures, the Old Testament, for in them you think you have eternal life. But these are they which testify of me, the Messiah, but you're not willing to come to me that you may have life. And coming to Jesus in John's gospel is believing in him. It's a figure for believing in him. John 6, 35, who comes to me shall never hunger. He who believes in me shall never thirst. And so when he says, you're not willing to come to me that you may have life, it shows that Old Testament people should have seen that in the Old Testament, that coming to Messiah gives you everlasting life. It's not the commandments that give you everlasting life. It's Messiah that gives you everlasting life. And couldn't you even go back to Genesis 3.15, that there's one coming that is going to undo the curse of death. Well, some people call it the proto-evangelium, right? Mm-hmm. The first gospel. Right. The seed of the woman. The is, seed of the woman is going to come. Right. And the seed of the woman is going to stomp the seed of the serpent on the head. But the seed of the serpent is going to strike the seed of the woman on the heel. This is looking at the cross, I think, for both aspects. Can you read that? And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his feet. So at the cross, Satan bruises or strikes Jesus's feet or his heel. And so Jesus is given this poisonous bite and he dies on the cross. But that's probably also the time when he stomps Satan on the head. Mm -hmm. Because the cross was not only, in some sense, a defeat. Ultimately, it was a victory. That's why we call it Good Good Friday. Friday. Why is it good? Well, it's only good if there was redemptive purpose in what Christ did, right? Death has been defeated in the cross and resurrection of Christ. Right. right? Mm -hmm. And life is there for the taking. All you have to do is believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And the reason we call him Jesus Christ is because Christ comes from the Greek word Christos, which is the synonym or the translation of the Hebrew word Mashiach. The one who's anointed. The Messiah, the anointed one. Right. Christ isn't Jesus' last name. (laughs) That's his title. Yes, and so the point is, as properly understood, yes, the Christ of the Old Testament that was coming is the one who gives eternal life. Now, obviously, when we read the New Testament, we see that there would have been different views, erroneous views among the Jews of who this Christ would be. Okay, so what would be some of those? Like, for example, if I believe someone was going to come and just defeat the Romans. I think during the break you called it kick butt and take name. That's right, military phrase. (laughs) And certainly there were people like that. There were many different views among the Jews, but as properly understood as John 5 says, the Christ is the one who's going to bring in an eternal kingdom and therefore give eternal life. To all who believe in him, apart from work, 
works. Exactly. Yeah, and they should have understood that from the Old Testament. Remember when Jesus talks to Nicodemus, are you the teacher of Israel and you don't understand these things? <laughs> He's like, wait a minute, you should have known about the new birth. Right. You should have known it was simply by faith. And so they should have gotten it. Great question, Christian. And remember, all of you, keep grace in focus. Thank you, gentlemen, for that interesting discussion. Would you like to deepen your understanding of Scripture and the Christian life? Well, a great place to start is our website. It's faithalone.org. That's faithalone.org. We've got all kinds of free materials on the site available for you. One of those which is extremely popular is our magazine, Grace in Focus. It comes out six times a year. It's full color, easy to read, and people are really growing who read it. So stop by and get a free subscription at faithalone.org. We would like to thank all of our financial partners who help us keep this show going. All gifts are tax deductible and very much appreciated. If you'd like to find out how you can be a financial partner, visit us at faithalone.org. We are so happy when we hear from listeners. Maybe you've got a question or comment or feedback. If so, please send us a message. Here's our email address. It's radio at faithalone.org. That's radio at faithalone.org. And on the next edition of Grace in Focus, we highlight Christmas. What does the Bible say about it? What really happened all of those many years ago, according to the New Testament? Be sure and join us next time and have a great Christmas from all of us at the Grace Evangelical Society. This is the Grace Evangelical Society reminding you to always keep grace in focus. The proceeding has been a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society.